Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dad, what'd you spill? Oh, that's a Yep, that's my old man, and he suffers from terrible hemorrhoids. Once a spry young buck, now just another swollen lump in his rump. So this Father's Day, give Dad the gift of Preparation H. Thanks to Preparation H, my dad can finally do the things he loves, like watching the game and yelling at his son. Preparation H, it's what dad's been itching for. to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, July 8th. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling with the homie, Tass Mellis. Fellow sports lovers, how are you? Hello, Tass. Got the top shot hot boy, fellow freak, Trey Kirby. Hey. 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 Yo, yo, beat me to the punch, man. Sorry, bud. I'm excited today. All right. That's okay. I like it. I got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-mm. And finally, the man making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a quick second, everybody. Smash that like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube and leave a video. Or, I mean, leave a comp. Now you got me on <laughs> You know I don't like when I intros are not smooth. Uh, anyway, leave, leave, hey, leave a, if you can figure it out, leave a video in the comments below. This leave video. a video comment. We'll Let's it. see if it yeah. works. Uh, wow, man. I don't know. I, I really jumped the gun there, huh? Well, yeah, sometimes I've been saying fellow freak. Sometimes I haven't. But I didn't say your name and you were already <laughs> Yeah, it didn't come so. up at all. Yeah. That one That's I know. Okay. Oh, well. Uh, keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com. And finally, go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Got the No Dunks NBA Finals collection shirts for Bucks and Suns fans. I see Tassie rocking a, a classic purple No Dunks t-shirt today. Man, that just pops on the screen, Tass. It just looks good. Yeah. yeah, I took it off my boxing dummy. So oh yeah, he's been wearing it for months. He's stretched out. Look, yeah, I got a, I got a bacon neck on, on here. <laughs> Bob is really muscular. He's a tank. There you go. Uh, all right, on today's show here, we're gonna preview Game Two of the NBA Finals, which of course tips tonight. Uh, probably guessing or looking at a bullseye tip of nine eleven again, maybe nine twelve. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. TK, you got tweet of the night. But first, yesterday, the NBA unveiled a commemorative seventy fifth anniversary season logo which will appear throughout next season on courts and official merchandise and inside arenas and all over the broadcasts and social media. In their press release, they wrote, the new logo is a fresh take on the league's iconic logo man identity based in the classic 75th anniversary symbol, the diamond. <laughs> so, 
Trey, what do you think of this logo? Are you a fan of this? Is it a little too simple? People said it looks like a Domino's pizza box. What do you think? (laughs) Okay, now I've changed my mind completely because it does look a little bit like a Domino's pizza box, but I don't know if this is an up-down report. I'm actually two thumbs up on this. I love uh, a specialty logo from the NBA. We've seen them. You know, teams go to the finals. They'll throw a trophy on there. Maybe it's a Christmas Day game. You get a snowflake or something like that. And here we got the 75th anniversary. Uh, I listened to a lot of rap music in the early 2000s. So, of course, I love diamonds. Everybody get your roll on. I like loud pipes, big rims, mo ice. I also like how the basketball lines kind of serve as the facets on the diamond right there. You know, it gives it a little bit of a twinkle. The only things I'm not a big fan of, I don't love the 75 on there because, I don't know, if you throw some Googles down, you can find out that the diamond anniversary can either be for your 60th wedding anniversary or your 75th, so I guess the NBA's got to clarify here, 75 years, but adding that makes me a little concernicus that this thing is going to be massive when we finally see it on jerseys looking like a college football Rose Bowl patch or something like that, but as long as it's a... you know, a normal size, as long as it's not too intrusive on your shoulder there. This is cool. I like diamonds, man. All right, Tass, what do you think? (laughs) Just quickly here. You you all right with this? A lot of people were like, come on, this is is boring. Also, people, I think, expected the logo to be actually changed from Jerry West, uh, the logo man, to, you know, whatever player you want. You know, I saw a lot of people saying that. Uh, We never thought that was going to happen, but what do you think of it? Well, I would have been really shocked if people liked something. That's what I would have been. That that would have been the biggest craze. Of course, we're going to see all the outrage. I think it's all right. Of course, Jerry West should be the logo. They shouldn't change the logo, uh, I don't think, for any reason. I think it'll look good on the court. I think when we look back after this one-year run that it'll have, I think we'll like it. Okay, and Lee, uh, what do you think of the logo here? Yeah, I, I'm actually the same with Tass there. I'm like, people will just hate anything. There's nothing wrong with this. Yes, it's a little boring, but I think that's also right for the NBA. Just don't go crazy with this so people like absolutely destroy the league for it. Instead, it's just like, okay, simple. Let's really get into what it's uh, re- representing and symbolizing rather than just what this logo is. It's just like an extension of the NBA logo. That's all it is. That's all they needed to do. I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, well, as most of you probably know, The 50 greatest players in NBA history, they were chosen in 1996 to honor the then 50th anniversary of the founding of the NBA. Uh, Those 50 players, they were selected through a vote by a panel of media members and former players and coaches and current and former general managers. I am guessing, guys, right? There's been no report about this or no official uh, release from the NBA, but I'm guessing we're going to get an updated list at some point, maybe this summer, maybe early next season, maybe even till the All-Star break, who knows, celebrating the 75 greatest players in NBA history. So we thought it would be fun here to sort of just start the debate now. Now, we're not going to do all 25 uh, additions to the list of 50. That's actually an interesting question. If they do the 75 greatest players in NBA history... Are they going to go back and edit their 50 greatest players mm. in NBA history? Like, will people be bounced? I don't Ooh. think so. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, I, mean, no, I, think I think it's uh, Craig McTavish here. Your grandfather yeah. did. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't edit a tweet. Can't edit the list. No <laughs> exactly right. Okay. So, anyway, I, I'm with you guys. I agree with that. So, we're not going to do all 25 here. Well, we could save that for a summer podcast. That would be, that'd be perfect. But there are some definite no-brainers. You know, guys that absolutely would have to be on this updated list. So we gave Lee a little homework last night, 
and you're you get the floor here, uh, LS2. Yes. Hit us with. I think you wanted to do twelve automatic additions <laughs> to the seventy-five greatest players in NBA history. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been thinking about this for a while. So when you put that in the Slack yesterday, I was like, yes, I've finally got this. I can uh, I can put this out there into the world, and you know, I can live with it because um, look, it, it's kind of easy at the start. Yeah. But as you get closer, and if you do cut it off at 25, there's some incredibly tough decisions to be made uh, there by league. I just think the biggest decision is, will they do it at halftime during an all-star game when some of the players come out in their jackets and they're all sweating like they (laughs) did in 97? I don't think they're going to do that again. because I think that was a mistake. But so when I made my list, I tried to sort of guess the criteria they used in 97 because they were all very um, accomplished players, but some hadn't been in the league that long and some hadn't really had you know, all that much team or individual success. For example, Shaq had been to the finals, but he hadn't won MVP in 97. He'd only been in the league five years, but of course, you know, he turned out to be a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, David they Ro- nailed that one, yeah. Yeah, David Robinson the same. You know, he'd been an MVP, but had a couple of, you know, sort of fallovers in the, in the playoffs and hadn't even been to the finals yet. But, you know, again, he proved to be worthy of his spot. Also, so I made 12, right? Yep. But then I've got three more sort of what you got for you guys. I'm going to throw okay. those out oh, there yeah. for you guys oh, yeah. to debate. Okay. I love it. And, I love it. And when I made these, I didn't take into account any international or college success because unlike the Hall of Fame, this is an NBA-only award. So yep. only NBA accolades and achievements were taken into consideration. Okay? okay. So we will not be seeing Yao Ming on this list? Exactly. Your Manu Ginobili, you know, guys like okay. that. Okay. Like they, what... they, don't, they didn't get any consideration okay. based on their NBA success. Now, um, these are my 12 automatics pretty much in order, but, you know, you can, you can uh, haggle over the order if you want. But okay. here they are. Number one, LeBron. Number two, Kobe. Number three, Kevin Durant. Number four, Tim Duncan. Number five, Steph Curry. Okay. Okay, that's the top five. Number yep. six, Dennis Rodman. Uh, Dirk. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, okay. Auto. Dennis Rodman's automatic for me, no question about wow. it. Uh, five-time champ, uh, defensive player of the year, uh, rebounding, just incredible. The impact he had on the teams he was at, I think Dennis Rodman is a, is a lock to get in there. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, he's, yep. a, he's a lock. Dwayne Wade, uh, Chris Paul, he's going to get in. And mm-hmm. uh, Chris Paul may just get that championship as well that's alluded him to this point of his career. Alan Iverson gets in, of course. I don't think anyone would really dispute that. I mean, you can sort of pick a little bit at his uh, playoff career after that one uh, season in 2001, but Alan Iverson's getting in, no doubt about it. Kevin Garnett gets in, mm-hmm. and then my number 12 is Grant Hill. Um, I oh, think he... Whoa. Yeah, look, look, whoa. look. Grant, Grant Hill, you know, obviously never won MVP, never won a championship. But for me, his first like six years, he was an all-star every year. Uh, he was on his way to being, in my opinion, top 10, top 15 of all time if the injuries didn't uh, really sort of mess up his career at the end of it. Um, you know, seven-time all-star, uh, five-time all-NBA, and pre-injury, I mean, he was just a- an incredible player. So I think he gets in, and he's also such a, a beloved guy, so popular, he's so well-liked. So I think he gets in. I can't imagine he misses out. Okay, okay. Anyway. So, so hit me with those 12... 12- as you knock over your oh, mic. I know, I'm doing it again here. Okay, the 12, <laughs> in order. LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Dennis Rodman, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Alan Iverson, Kevin Garnett, and Grant Hill in my okay. top 12. Okay, yeah. Okay. De- I got to say, Dennis Rodman is the big surprise there. As an automatic, you had him in like your top six there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah I, like okay, I anyway. said, you, you, you can haggle okay. over those. But uh, looking at it, uh, Dennis yeah. Rodman's going to get in for sure, I think. Um, okay, so matchup one. 
This is for, for position number 13, okay? <laughs> and I'll, I'll present the, uh, the, the accolades first, and then you can sort of see if you, if you, who you're thinking of in your mind. Okay. okay, this guy's still playing, but he's a Hall of Fame lock when he retires. Six-time All-NBA, 10-time All-Star, has 27,000 points currently, could even crack 30,000 points, but he would need to play at least two more seasons. Uh, didn't have 1,000 points this season, but was close. 13 trips to the playoffs, but only twice out of the first round. This guy, uh, Eddie Guesses, Carmelo Anthony, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. is going up against a guy who is in the Hall of Fame, only a three time All NBA, only a five time All Star, but this guy has 25,000 points. Obviously, he's retired, he's not playing anymore. Reggie. But he had Reggie Miller, 15 yeah. trips to the playoffs, finals in 2000, and a huge reputation in the playoffs. Big moments, big games, someone who really stepped up in the playoffs and performed a lot of times. So uh, I think those two, you know, similar sort of positions, obviously lots of scoring there, not yep. a ton of defense. But if you had to pick one of those two players, who would you guys Holy pick? Holy crap. You can only pick one. Yeah, that, that's what I, yeah. Wow. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. You didn't have uh, Ray Allen in your in your mix either, there, did you? Well, you know, I, there's, there's so many. What about this no, guy? Uh, for sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, okay. but I, I just I, I felt this one was a really good debate because I think you've got a lot of Carmelo fans, obviously mm-hmm, people yeah. who, who love Carmelo. But I think Reggie, you know, in those '90s, you think about yeah. Reggie Miller and you think playoffs first. In my opinion, you think you know the yep. battles against the Knicks. He Big made shots. the finals against the Lakers. Yeah, the push off of Jordan. Like automatically, I think when you think of Carmelo. Playoffs, it's like there's not a whole lot there, even though he scored more points. So, uh, you know, the more more individual accolades as well. But um, it's an interesting it's one. When you look yeah. at a top 75 list, it'd be hard to keep a guy who's top 10 in scoring all time mm. off the list. That's very and true. And Carmelo Anthony. So it's 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 one of those things. It's not like who are you taking on your team, uh, because that's a different debate. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. might take you might take Ridge at the two guard, but I. I think Melo, with this type of list, has to be on it. Okay. Who has, uh, who has more first-team appearances on the All-NBA <laughs> team? That would be the determining factor for me. Yeah. I think uh, I think Tass is right here. A top-ten scorer all-time. You got to go Melo over Reggie. Not to mention, Reggie would have been eligible for a top-50 players back in 1997. Didn't add a whole bunch to his career from an accolade standpoint after 97. He did go to the finals, like you're saying, Lee. But... No championship for either of them. Mm. I think you're going mellow over Reggie here, but I mean that's Crazy. that's a that's a great matchup between those two. Lee, I, I have some questions. That I don't know if you have the answers to. Did Alex English make the the, the initial list? You know, I the, believe he did. I think yes. he did too. Yes. So so he's on the 50 greatest players in NBA yeah. history. Uh, I bring that up because Melo is sort of along those lines, just a, an un, unbelievable scorer, like one of the greatest in the game ever. Uh, so I think I would lean towards him over Reggie if I had to pick just one of the two. And then is Dominique Wilkins on the 50 greatest players list? I believe sure he was too, yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. Yes. okay. Yes. I just yeah. I just wanted to uh, make sure about that as well. Okay, yeah. uh, I would go Melo if I had to pick between the two, but I could see... Uh, I definitely with twenty five slots, I could see both of them getting in there. Yeah, and, and I just, I just sort of think those two because they have, uh, you know, as, as many points as they've scored, it could be down to sort of, oh man, one of those two guys. But uh, Melo wins in a sweep here, three zero. So uh, I okay, think no in. Dominique actually. I was gonna wow. say I don't think he's there. Yeah, yeah. The W's Walton West Wilkins comma Lenny and Worthy. Yeah, I didn't think so. See? Okay. Crazy. Okay. Crazy. All right. All right. Number two. Matchup number two. Matchup number two here. Okay. This guy is a Hall of Famer, 
Only a two-time All-NBA, although he was a seven-time All-Star and he was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. A 10-year career, the first 10 years of his career, basically a 20-10 and 10 guy. Never won MVP, but he did finish second one year and third in another. Injuries and illness really derailed the second half of his career, but he picked up a title. Surprisingly, only finished with 14,000 points and 7,000 rebounds. But I think he gets in. Any guesses? Uh, but uh, sorry, I, I was I wasn't paying attention because I want to clarify: no Alex English, no Dominique Wilkins in the top. Jesus, 15. guys, nobody knows anything. For, Lee, did you even look at the initial <laughs> I, list? I, I did, I did, but I uh, no, I, names, I thought right. Nick was already in. I thought Nick was already in, actually. But yeah. uh, anyway, he's not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning, yes. Okay. Okay. Alonzo Mourning nice. is in there. Now he goes up against another player who is in the Hall of Fame, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, a two-time MVP. 17,000 points and 10,000 assists for his career. Good playoff performer, but unfortunately Steve never Nash. made the Steve finals. Nash. Steve yeah, yeah. Nash, yes. So, so Steve Nash or Alonzo Mourning for yes. playing against each other. Yeah, and, and the reason I, I put these two against each other was because uh, Steve Nash is a two-time MVP. Some people feel perhaps a little bit lucky to win both of those, and Alonzo Mourning perhaps a little bit unlucky to not win MVP one season. But also, both of them, you know, Nash with the 10,000 assists, that's fine. But only 17,000 points. I know he wasn't a, like a score-first guy. I thought he had a few more than that. So I sort of put them together because they both had probably a little fewer of their sort of primary accolades uh, or, or stats than you might think, even though Nash, you know, he did break the 10,000 assist barrier. So, uh, Sorry, Lee. Great comment from Ziggy. Uh, just, he's, he's always got the great comments. Alonzo Mourning versus Steve Nash, a classic debate. Uh, what, but see, uh, that's why I said it's not. this is not a positional Thing. No, no, no. It's hard. So, it's hard to. It's and hard I, to and I didn't want to make it like uh, always like that. I wanted to make it like, okay, so what did you put? Like Alonzo Mourning, one of the greatest defenders the league's ever seen. Steve Nash, not a great defender, but one of the great passers, great facilitators on offense. And Alonzo Mourning, I think people forget those, the, the first 10 years of his career, it was a beast, 20 and 10. But then the, uh, he had the kidney yeah. transplant and, and, and obviously became a role player later in his career, where Steve Nash started his career off a little bit slower and then really sort of excelled in those sort of middle to late years. So Steve Nash versus Alonzo Mourning. I think Nash in a blowout. Yeah, 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 it's a Nash. It, I mean, he's, it's a Nash. On, he's going so- to be on this. He's going to be included if in the 75 thing. He's a two-time MVP. I mean, Giannis, for crying out loud, could be on this list. Yeah, yeah. Should yeah. probably I, be on this list. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I left Giannis off, I thought. Yeah, that's okay. a little bit early there. But um, I, I'm surprised. I don't think it's a Alonzo like Alonzo is that. interesting overall. Like, will, yeah. he, will he make the cut? Or like, yeah. will he be one of those like, whoa, how is he not on it? I, I, yeah, you know that because I don't, I don't know. There are so many guys we haven't even listed yet here. Like, oh, I know, Zone I know. might get pushed out. <laughs> like, he may not. I don't think Alonzo Mourning is going to really yeah. be close to the top seventy-five. And to be honestly, I hate to say it, I don't think Grant Hill's going to be in the top seventy-five either. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I mean, yeah. It look. It depends on like. These players, you know, how much do they do we sort of put into the bracket of like you were a great player, but then injuries did sort of slow you down. A guy who I was really surprised at, Penny Hardaway, uh, he didn't have the numbers that I thought he had. He had like a good four or five years there where it's like, and because originally I was like, oh, Penny Hardaway's in. I'm like, oh my god, no way, he's not even going to get close. Um, but again, Alonzo Mourning, I think you you look at those first ten years of his career. Ten years is a, is a career. Yeah, yeah, incredible. It's, it's incredible. like if you if you lived through that era. You know, they sway your formative years, the way you looked at basketball, right? Like, you loved Grant, you loved Alonzo Mourning. For a lot of people, Nash, it's, there's no way he can't be a lock. Yeah. And but as see, you I said, 17,000 yeah. points, you'd think, 
you know, he played so long. He's that his teams led the league in scoring so many times. You'd think he'd get up there. It's just this this idea you put in your head. Of course, he scored twenty thousand. But uh, yeah, it's it's all like you put Grant in. But as Trey said, I'm sure somebody now would think, even though he would have been, as you said, like a top ten, top fifteen player. He didn't quite get there, unfortunately, with the accolades, you know, even though they're yeah. really great, obviously. And, and, but he was one of those guys that, um, you know, at the start, like from a rookie, was in the All-Star game as well. Like he had the popularity, had the numbers, you know, he had the hype and he was living up to it. But then he lost four years of his prime to injuries and still managed to sort of drag out his career and, and be uh, a good player. But anyway, unfortunately, great. that's the case for the entirety of the NBA, right? We're talking about entire careers, not peaks for this, I think. Uh, and I think that that matters because... People get hurt playing in the NBA. Lots of guys have great five-year stretches. Lots of guys have great 10-year stretches. Being able to have a great 20-season career, uh, I think that's uh, super impressive. And I actually think Giannis will be a top 75 guy. Uh, I think it's not dissimilar to Shaq back in uh, 97. He only played a couple of seasons, but the guy's got two MVPs already. I mean, that's going to easily get you into this list, I think. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. A good debate if you had to pick between one or the other. Grant Hill's career or Vince Carter's career. Uh, well, Vin, Vince was one I was I was I was going back and forth on because again, just the longevity of his career. But I'm like, it's it's interesting with Vince because he played forever, scored a ton of points, but obviously the playoff success really wasn't there for him either, you know. And yeah. and he and how much longer did he just sort of drag his career out for? But but he, I think he gets in anyway just because it's like you played forever, man. You're in, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Vince went that's from all. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't I don't know. Kind of is, don't need though. to see Tree Rollins on this list. But that's whatever. what I mean. I don't know what the criteria is, and I'm not sure how they how they debate them and and, and how they're going to pick these out. Anyway, that's yeah. great. So okay. we've got uh, Steve Nash in a blowout and uh, and Carmelo in a blowout as well. Yeah, right. Okay, number three, Hall of Famer. Nine-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year winner, and, and a rare non-big to win this award. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 21,000 points, 9,000 assists, fourth all-time in steals, a good playoff performer, and did win a championship with Zoe, actually, uh, but at the tail end of his career. Going up against, also a Hall of Famer, seven-time All-NBA, seven-time All-Star, really dominant eight-year uh, eight stretch from 2000 to 2008. That's where he did most of his work. But only finished with 18,000 points and famously never really uh, or never went beyond the first round of the playoffs. Tracy McGrady. Yeah. So JP versus Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Here we go. That's a hell of a – that's nice. That's a fun debate right there if you could only have one. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's to me, this is a little like Nash versus Morning because Gary Payton is a little bit more embedded in the history books of the NBA, in the story of the NBA, Uh, like like Nash is to me. Like he just – he he was he was the '90s. Uh, he you know he was a bit of a foil to MJ. He's got an incredible nickname. He you know he was he was a mouthpiece. I I can't I can't take T Mac against Gary Payton. I just it's just I get when you go player versus player. But for me, some of some of the his, the the stories about them, the lore, kind of plays into my pick. So I got GP. Trey. I think I'm Gary Payton here as well. He's got uh, some major NBA accomplishments. He went to the finals as a star. He won a championship as a role player. Tracy McGrady, I mean, eh, he's top 75 players of the past 25 years. I would agree with that, but I don't think he's... uh, I don't think I'm taking him over Gary Payton, unless you're talking pants. Widest pants, <laughs> Tracy McGrady, but Gary Payton I'm taking for a player. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's tough like because uh, of our age to 
like, you know, just learning that Dominique Wilkins isn't even in there is like, what the hell? Well, you got to correct that. He's got to be in. And then, you know, I know GP at, at the time they made the 50 greatest players in NBA history. He probably wasn't there yet. Uh, though he had had a lot of his accolades and was a great, great player, uh, you know, going to the finals around that time. Um, you know, that, that's why I lean towards him if I have to pick between the two. I think the wow will Tracy be in there? Is it? I think yeah. He might. I mean Tracy, I Tracy as as a scorer, you know, for a couple of years there was like I think he led the league in scoring twice. You know, he he yeah. was so so impressive right. like that. But he also like his career sort of tailed off a lot. He, his career ended a lot earlier, his prime anyway, than uh, than you sort of remember. I think he was only thirty one when he basically had his last really good season. But for a couple of years there, I thought he was just incredible for you know four or five years. But then Gary Payton a double-end player, you know, played both ends of the floor. Really one of the most established sort of two-way defensive um, uh, point guards in the league. You know, to win that award, the defensive player of the year from his position, you know, is extremely rare. So, you know, but McGrady was a better scorer, I think, than Gary Payton, you know. Um, So... Yeah, that's oh man, this is like like is Mitch Richmond gonna be on this list? No, I mean, he's in the no, Hall of Fame. No. Yeah, no, he won't. I know, get I know, I don't think so either. But you do yeah. wonder, like, okay, well, Matumbo exactly, no. Matumbo. You know, um, it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be fascinating. Like, does, does Yao Ming get the sort of like uh, you know popular sort of vote? I don't think so. I don't think but, so. You know, um, yeah. So anyway, I say we got uh, Peyton. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and uh, Nash, and, uh, baby. Steve and Nash. Nash in. Yeah, yeah okay. See, those okay. all make sense. Those all yeah. make sense. I think yeah. they'll yeah. ultimately be included. What about, okay, like we said, Giannis. I'm with you, Trey. I think he does get picked to this. Is Kawhi Leonard going to be on this? Mm. Yeah. Two wow, that was quick. Yeah, yeah I no, mean, he's I a multiple-time be- MVP. He's a defensive player of the year. Or a finals MVP. He's a multiple-time all-star, yeah. multiple-time all-NBA uh, he took down LeBron in his prime. Like that's super impressive. I think Kawhi is an easy ad here. Dwight Howard? No. Yeah, Dwight is a good one. Wow, really? You don't think so? I don't. Eh, now that I think about it, probably he's probably top twenty-five of the past twenty-five years. I would have him there over Alonzo Mourning. Okay. Wow. I'm just trying to think of names we haven't said. Like, I mean, Harden and Westbrook are going to be Harden. Yeah, James for sure. Harden. James yep. Harden's in. I don't think Westbrook. I, I mean, we keep saying in, guys I mean, are in. I don't know what know. number we're at this point. Know, but we're getting damn close to 25 with the number of names we've yeah. said. So people are not going to be making it. Oh, well, another man. good debate is Paul Pierce. I mean, oh, I, don't, I don't like Paul Pierce at all, but it's <laughs> hard to sort of knock, you know, his achievements. He yeah. won the championship. He won the finals MVP. I think he's the Celtics all-time leading scorer. That's going to carry some weight for him. You know, and he, he had some big playoff moments as well. So he's going to be hard to keep out. Yeah, if Jason they do Kidd. line them up, if they line Jason them up Kidd, at yeah. midcourt, if they line them up at midcourt, if Paul Pierce came out in a wheelchair while everybody was standing, he would win the day. He would win the day. <laughs> that would be very funny. Uh, this, it's like this is the ultimate version of Hey, What About oh, This Guy? Yeah, like, get, this yeah. is to the max. 25 years yeah. of guys. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, oh, 25. We're going back further, man. We're talking. At, Dominique's got to be in. Yeah. That's a good That's point. It. Well, but the other thing is as well, will the NBA like to just add some international players just to sort of show a bit of variety there, like a Pau yeah. Gasol? You know, you got Dirk in already. You know, does Pau Gasol get in? No. You know? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. I mean, but the names I, I just, we're naming, I can't have if, them above. If guys, are, if guys have similar careers, an international guy gets the nod just because he's international. Yeah, I think so. Like, if they have the exact same careers. I think, like, a Yanis gets a little, little tiny bump just because he's... Non-American showing the globalization of the game. 
Okay, who will be, so is it gonna be, who's gonna be the Shaq of this list? Like, will they go, there's no way they go Luca. No. <laughs> No. I'm with you. I'm with I mean, you. I mean, Giannis is 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 almost that. Giannis yeah. is. Will be I mean, he's got a MVPs already, though. Is the yeah. big difference? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, love it. Okay, Zion. I, I gotta say, your list, the crazy <laughs> ones are Grant Hill, just because obviously. Yeah, look, now I probably have a bias. And the Rodman, the Rodman in your in your like your top ten, like a lock, lock. We're looking for locks here. I I don't think I agree with that. I think he's a more of a borderline actual twenty. You know the new twenty-five guys. That's what I was. Yeah, saying. but see, Rodman again. He has the playoff uh, I mean, numbers, I get it, and he has the individual sort of achievement. Now, not the All-Star in the All NBA, but the Defensive Player of the Year, and just the the rebounding. You know, the freakish uh, rebounding that he did. So, I think he gets in. I think those five championships, two with the Pistons, three with the sure, Bulls. Sure. I see the stream team saying, "Could it be possible this this version of Shaq for this new list? Could it be Jokic?" <laughs> yeah which is probably more comparable like a yeah. borderline guy and like you're taking a not a borderline guy you're like taking a chance or you're hoping fingers crossed that if we name this guy he goes on to win another mvp or or whatever have incredible numbers for another five to ten years maybe win a title or two like yeah, that's what you're that's what they were banking on with Shaq. he was just so damn dominant they felt yeah. pretty comfortable doing it and again they uh they nailed it. They they got that one. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I could be swayed on Pow. I I, I don't have the list of twenty five guys in front right. of me of who I would take, but Pow, who is right there. Well, here's a good one. Uh, Pow versus Chris Webber. Who would you take out of right, those two? Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we get. Yeah, yeah you get into the Pow Gasol, the Webber, the Chris Bosh, yeah. like uh, that sort of you know level, I guess to call it, of guys is going to be fascinating. Who will be the most controversial? I mean, Westbrook. Westbrook's a big. Yeah. Westbrook yeah. will yeah. be a big one. Yeah, either whether or not because he makes it, people will be pissed, or if he doesn't make it, people will be pissed. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Okay, well, we definitely got to turn this into a, a summer podcast where we, <laughs> we we hit you with the, the, the actual 25 guys that we think uh, should be added. Um, yeah, we'll do that. That was fun, Lee. Good stuff. Yeah. A penny yeah. hard away for your thoughts, Lee. That was... There you go. There you <laughs> go. Oh, penny, penny. I, I couldn't believe how, uh, how, how few points and things that he scored. Like, I, it felt to me that Penny for five or six years was like, you know, one of, the, well, he was one of the best players, but he really, that was his peak. That was all he, he really did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, he went from being like, I think, oh, you think Penny gets in? And I was like, oh, he's got no chance. No chance. No. <laughs> so, but it, it, I think, I, and again, I, I remember him, him and probably a little bit the same with Grant Hill. I remember like for those years, like, oh my God, these guys are so, so good. And I think Grant Hill, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think Grant Hill gets in. I think he did enough in his dominant years to get in and mm-hmm. um you know because he was he he changed the position a little bit he was kind of that point forward so athletic he could score he could rebound he could pass the ball he did it all you're just what's his signature man. moment you, yeah that's that's the yeah, thing to me have, like he doesn't he doesn't even have like college is his signature Walton moments. has like in the nba like yeah. his the high the super highs of championships and stuff like that and then a career sort of derailed like he doesn't hill doesn't even have that unfortunately yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he's if you have it it's it's you just you're just loving basketball then it's like your peak <laughs> your, your peak love of music then you know that's when you were swayed you know yeah, like yeah, uh, if it's yeah. a neutral observer now as good as grant could have been i i don't think yeah but see i, I, I just wonder if the voters are like yeah grant we we're going to give you a, a pass because of the injuries that you suffer because a, a lot of the voters i think are players who they are already are, in there that's you know, true they're you know they're, they're media and their players and, and yeah. they're f- former Maybe. and current gms or at least they were in 
96, yeah. 97 when they did this. I assume and I'm putting Brandon Roy in there. Screw it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now <laughs> we're getting crazy. Now we are getting crazy. Okay. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll start uh, previewing game two of the NBA Finals. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Back with no dunks. Let's get into game two of the NBA Finals tonight. Suns with the 1-0 series lead, of course. Biggest question, Tass, heading into this game. What is it to you? Well, right off the top, the things I'm going to be watching are, is P.J. Tucker on Chris Paul again? Is that possible? The matchups are are going to be juicy from the get-go. Mike Boonholzer got a little cute from the get-go. Kudos to him. Everybody gets on the Bucs coach for not adapting well he adapted right away but pj tucker on chris paul thinking the switch would work with him going to deandre ayton when ayton came and set that pick well that's not going to happen i think drew holiday will be on chris paul so that matchup um is going to be what i'm watching right from the get-go because maybe that took drew holiday out of the game a little bit being off the ball i don't know that's an excuse for him but i think the bucks just getting back to their defensive core their their values and that's you know get drew on the point guard and i, I think they should Try and confuse Chris Paul as much as possible, as much as possible, uh, because it's not really possible to confuse Chris Paul, but to, you know, to throw the different coverages at him, you know, one after the other, your drop, your switch, uh, and then going small with Yannis Tentacupo, all those, uh, they got to be ready for that. Speaking of Yannis Tentacupo, you got to unleash the freak. Uh, you need more Greek freak. I, I think they're being a little bit cautious with him in his first game back. Now, Bud said, no, we we're just playing, and, and that's what happened. But um, Yanis can't just take 11 shots. Uh, he's got to be more involved. They had only two times did they run that pick and roll where he's setting the screen. And then it's, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover. Here comes Chris Middleton, and Yanis just flying to the hoop together. How do you stop that? Uh, so I think you need more of that. Uh, Yanis looked good in game one. He should get better as the series goes on. He's just got to be uh, more involved. And then I'm going to watch watch the uh, the free throw discrepancy because mm-hmm. it went towards the Suns in game one. I don't think all the calls were great, but they were the ones forcing, imposing their will on, on the Bucks. So they should get more calls. But I, I, I assume that... That's not going to happen in game two. I assume the Bucks will come back uh, with a little bit more defensive effort, just like they sort of did uh, from game to one, game two in the Eastern Conference Finals. Trey goes for 48 in game one. Will they come back and figure their way out in game two a little bit? Just get back to defensive principles. Brooke uh, in his position more. So figure that out. And then, uh, of course, I'm going to be watching uh, Devin Booker on the bench. We saw him with the, uh, the, the label on his water bottle, the old bubble letters. Huge bubble letters that screamed book. 
Tons of memes come, come coming out of that, including uh, the Hooters logo <laughs> yeah. in the in the book. I sent that to our friend Cam Stewart on Twitter. I would expect a great reaction from Cam, who likes Hooters and loves wings, uh, but I don't think he really knows how to work Twitter that well. So that's probably what happened with our man Cam Stewart. Either way, the memes were great. Aiton's got a similar one. It just says Aiton on his. Uh, but I just love bubble letters. It's nice yeah. to see those back. In the I used NBA. to I used to like write or draw whatever you want to call so many bubble letters when I was a kid and uh, 3D letters too had a big uh, phase doing that for a while <laughs> you know, cool. kids will never know that now now you're just on your computer but that was a thing a lot of doodling was happening when you were in school back in my uh, day you had to make your own fonts that's right that's right okay so you're watching a lot of things there yeah is Drew Holiday on Chris Paul which we we expect he should be at least a lot more. Um, and how they play the pick-and-roll coverage, that's a, that's a huge part. You want Giannis involved a hell of a lot more. Uh, hopefully that's okay with the knee and all that. And then, yeah, that free throw discrepancy, um, does it even out a little bit more? And, and just because the Bucks play with a little more aggressiveness. Good stuff there. Would you have anything to add, TK, of big questions heading into Game 2? I want to see who Brooke Lopez is guarding. Because personally, I think he should be on Jay Crowder uh, from the start here. And I think Giannis should be the guy taking Aiton. Like Tass is saying, the Bucks are going to need to switch up their coverages, which they did uh, in game one. It was just kind of like a half-to-half thing. It almost has to be a possession-to-possession thing to at least make uh, the Suns' backcourt, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, think about it for a second, you know, rather than just mm. be like, here's what we're seeing every single time down. Here's what we're seeing every single time down. I think... Um, Basically, the Bucks need to take away at least one of the big three from the Suns, whether it be Booker, Chris Paul, or Ayton. In game one, they didn't do either of it. We were talking about they could have a three-way yeah. finals MVP. And to me, if you have Giannis guarding Ayton there as the role man, you're kind of daring the Suns to beat you with Jay Crowder. And, like, Jay Crowder's the fifth option in the Suns' starting lineup. I would rather him take shots than basically anybody else. If it's going to be an Aiton dunk, no thank you. Mikhail Bridges is a better outside shooter than Jay Crowder. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker obviously lights out anytime they're in the flow. So I would like to see the Bucks switch up the matchups a little bit here because they got to get a little bit more from Brooke Lopez. He's one of the best players on the Bucks. You got to play your best players a lot. He can't just go for 22 minutes. Lee, anything to add? Uh, just just going back to the free throws there because Mike Budenholzer was asked about it and uh, he was cautious in sort of calling out the uh, the disparity there. I don't think he's been fine. I haven't seen anything. I don't think they're going to find him either. But it is a big uh, it was a big factor in game one. The uh, Suns got to line a lot and the Bucks didn't. And Chris Middleton got zero free throws. And I think that is something that uh, you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So uh, I wonder if that is something that does change here in game two that the uh, the refs give maybe a few more calls there to Middleton because I thought he was unlucky a few times. Um, and it can be one of those uh, swinging factors in a game. And, and, you know, the Suns outplayed the Bucks in game one, but certainly there was a big discrepancy there. So we'll see how the whistle goes in game two. Well, speaking of unlucky, Suns forward Dario Saric suffered a torn ACL in his right knee in game one of the finals. He's out indefinitely. Uh, five-year vet. He came into the finals averaging about five points in 11 minutes per game. So obviously not filling up the box score, but that's a good 10 or 11 you were getting from him. He was their backup center there behind Aiton. So... You know, maybe this sounds like a silly question because some people are like, what? Dario Saric, are you kidding me? But how do the Suns adjust, Lee, 
to the loss of him, to your backup center going down, what will Monty Williams and the Suns coaching staff do, you think? Yeah, so Frank Kaminsky didn't have a good run uh, in game one, and uh, he is their next sort of automatic big, but I'll be surprised if we do see him here in game two. I think instead Monty Williams will pretty much just go small in the minutes that Aiton is out. Now, if Aiton is not in foul trouble, that won't be a huge problem here for Phoenix, but if he was to get in foul trouble and they had to play extended minutes with small ball, that could potentially give uh, the Bucks a chance inside. But when you look at some of the players who will probably play as their five in that in those minutes, Tory Craig, he's six foot seven. You know, Cam Johnson six foot eight as well. So those are the sort of guys I think are going to fill in more so than uh, than Frank the Tank. Frank might get a handful of minutes. Maybe if Monty's feeling generous and says, "Let's see if you can be better than you were in game one." Uh, but I think ultimately the Suns will just instead try to go fairly small ball for that period and uh, and and sort of almost dare the Bucks to beat them inside because if Brook Lopez is out there and, he's, and, and there's no one who can stop him, I think the Bucks have to attack the paint. Uh, but we didn't see a lot of that in game one. So I don't think it's a huge concern here for Phoenix. I think they, they feel that they can uh, you know, play okay with those minutes where Aiton is on the bench. Tass, is this a concern at all for, for the Phoenix Suns? Sarge going down for the rest of the series? I think Dario Sarge plays bigger than his size when he gets in there. He's a, he's a tough dude. Uh, so you don't lose a lot when he's on the floor. Um, Kaminsky doesn't really play that same way. So, yeah, I, I, it would concern me, but I think Aiton's minutes just go up. Uh, he just he just has to play more. So it's not it's not a huge concern. But I think if you try and go small, I think you could get hurt on the glass. Like Brooke Lopez did have five offensive rebounds in game one. That number could go up even higher. Uh, so uh, Aiton... You know, he plays around the 40-minute mark every mm-hmm. single game throughout the postseason anyways. Uh, if he has to go to 43, 44, so be it. I mean, he's played as much as 42 this postseason. So, yeah, I think you just, you just see more Aiton uh, because, yeah, the alternative is uh, is a little scary. Even if it's not Brooke Lopez, it is Yanis Tetacumpo. I mean, they're, they have they're monstrous big. guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they could get hurt. Uh, more Aiton probably. Yeah, if Kaminsky isn't playing in these backup center minutes Trey it's it's Tory Craig um I doubt we'll see uh um their other big guy uh, what is it, Smith, uh, Smith. Yeah, yeah I don't think money would money Williams would do that but you know Tory Craig he was fine in game one he's been fine at other times in this postseason run I think they could I think money Williams is content with like he can give us 10 minutes you know and uh, I don't think this is a big concern here I think Frank Kaminsky maybe he'll get a little taste in the first half Mm. let it fly Frank that's what you're best at shoot a three-pointer if it goes in maybe you get to play one more minute if not though that guy's a walking mismatch for the Suns Mm. unfortunately because it's a bucket anytime he's out there but this is not a concern play Aiton you know 40 plus minutes you got two days off after here you can run Cam Johnson for some more minutes. You can run Torrey Craig for some more minutes and stagger things with Jay Crowder. Like, he can guard a small ball five. He can guard Bobby Portis. That's not something that the Suns really need to be worried about. Uh, and, you know, there's a, a nice little rest after this. So run Aiton into the ground. Have him ready for game three as well. Well, did you look up uh, the Frank Kaminsky player prop bet for tonight? Like a, like a sicko Cam Stortwood with PJ Tucker in the first quarter? Because uh, that's my final question here. We had a lot of fun doing this for game one. Uh, what's your favorite player prop bet for uh, game two of the NBA Finals, Trey? Is there one for Frank to take Kaminsky? Hold on, hold on. Let me pull one this. and a half points over first I got, quarter? I got to pull this up. I'm going deep here. PJ Tucker's <laughs> over under is four and a half points. Oh, man. For the game. For the game. <laughs> For the game. Uh, take the over. Take the over on P.J. Tucker. I wasn't even oh, expecting wow. that. Wow. 
Frank Kaminsky doesn't even make the list here. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's tough. That's, That's tough. a tough look yeah. for Frank. Uh, for me, my prop bet that I actually really do like, Brooke Lopez over 12 and a half points. Brooke hasn't been excellent in game twos, but he's been pretty solid lately. He's got 13 or more points in six of his last 10 games, 50% or better shooting in each of his last six games. And to me, when the Bucks decide to play to their strengths, that's when Brooke Lopez has really big games. And I expect to see a little bit more of that tonight. He only played 22 minutes in game one, but uh, he still scored 17 points, hit four threes. And I think he needs to play more uh, in game to, you know, it always feels like the solution for the Bucks is go small, go small, go small. But that means you're taking one of your best players off the court. And there's a center out there for him to match up against. That's the other thing. It's not like the Suns are playing small the entire time. Right. They got a big guy in DeAndre Ayton out there. I think Lopez can handle closer to 30 minutes, and I think he'll score tonight. Okay, so 12 and a half points over you're taking for Brooke right. Lopez in game two. Lee, what do you got your eye on tonight? Uh, yes, well, for a player prop bet, I am going to go with the uh, low-hanging fruit, I think, on this one. And uh, just take Chris Paul. Um, he is, where is it here? I've got it here. He is the first field goal plus 450. Could God, be eight. This <laughs> first field goal. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Just yeah. give me over-unders. No, no, no. I want, I, want, I want Chris Paul for that because, uh, again, this is, uh, I think the Suns really just want to, you know, hammer home the advantage they have here. And Chris Paul, as we saw in game one, I don't think he's going to wait to the third quarter. He's going to get this one done early on. So uh, Chris Paul plus 450. Just, just Okay, uh, know, Lee, i got to clarify oh. here. Do you think it's going to be a two-pointer or a three-pointer? Because there is a prop bet for the exact method as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. What's the, what's the prop? I plus 1,200 for a two, plus 4,000. For a three, Jesus Lee. You know what? Wow. Let's 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 live a little. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a Chris Paul three pointer at the end of the shot clock. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna sort of it's gonna be one of those ones where he flings it up. Let me see up. if there's a shot clock uh, stipulation on here yeah. as well. And hold on, this has to be. It's the first basket of the game, right? It's not just the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 You're crazy, yeah. Ellis. Yeah. yeah. Listen, are, gambling, gambling when you've got absolutely nothing at stake is oh, pretty man. easy. It's a whole lot of fun too because it's like, oh, who cares? PJ Tucker didn't score the other night. I didn't lose a thing. But if I had one, people said, oh my God, wow. You, you know. It's true. It's true. So, um, but you're going against what you said in game one that Brooke Lopez would win the tip. You're thinking wow. DeAndre yeah. is going to come back. Not necessarily. <laughs> they're not, they're just not yeah, stop. exactly. Exactly. I think I think Brooke does win the tip again, but I think the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks score. I think I, I yeah. I think they miss. Chris Middleton misses a mid ranger, and then the Suns come down, and and the, yeah, it's late in the clock, and it gets a Chris Paul step from the top right hand corner of the of the three point line. I would like a podcast where you predict every single play of the game. Who makes the fifteenth field goal for the Suns? Simulation with Ellis. I know you didn't look this uh, this up, Lee, but Chris Paul did take the first shot for the Phoenix Suns last game. In game one. Yeah, okay. he missed, but okay. uh, that's that's a good side. You know, okay, yeah, exactly. very all right. Side. Lee exactly. Sand, three on the right wing there from Chris Paul. First yeah. basket made in game two of the NBA Finals. Uh, Tass, do you have a player prop bet that's got your eye? Got some dollar signs lined up. I'm jumping on that uh, Brook Lopez bandwagon. His uh, rebound total is five and a half. Got to go over. Hit the okay, over. Nice. Uh, he had six in game one, and he only played 22 minutes. I expect him to play more. I expect him to be... Um, uh, not switching as much out on the perimeter. I think he'll be hanging out in the lane a little bit more uh, with DeAndre Ayton, so he won't be guarding Chris Paul like they did 
last game, or they'll be fighting and they switch back. They'll they'll definitely get Lopez in the lane more. And uh, yeah, I mean, if if uh, the Suns do go a little bit small, that bodes well for um, Brook Lopez on the offensive glass. He had five offensive rebounds. That's nearly the line <laughs> right there. Yeah, so, didn't he have like it over. Uh, weren't like at least above half of those on like one possession, like the old classic. Uh, yeah, tip the canoe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, look, he's still Which getting, is again, that that's what, again. That that's happen. what Aiton did to get the beef, and they they didn't give it to him. He tipped it before Chris Paul got it. I mean, it's I don't I don't he know how they count. Rebound. He did not secure ah, the rebound. You don't it's have a little to different, like because that's a that's a rebound. Like he's almost by the free throw line where that thing's mm. bouncing to. Where these ones with Brooke, like you see it all the time, it's like you know the Moses Malone basically yeah. just missing yeah. a bunch of layups, but you're getting a rebound every time because you're taking a shot. Uh, okay, so, wow, guys, uh, putting a lot of money on Brooke Lopez tonight. The, the points, the rebounds, uh, I guess the jump ball we're saying again, and then Lee has Chris Paul hitting the first shot uh, of the game, and it is a three-pointer, plus 4,000. <laughs> Amazing. This guy just loves, I, like, I love you liking, living and dying by the first made field goal of the game. I don't know why. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, when you like the Super Bowl, you have all those prop bets, and yeah. the same in Aussie rules when you have the the grand final. Yeah, well, I think we we've done that, Skeetsy, yeah, down at the uh, at the pub there. You know, yeah. it's like first goal scorer and uh, you know first team. It's always fun because you're like, oh come on, you're into it from the start, and if you yeah. win, then you're set for life. Okay, <laughs> okay, you're set for life. I love it. Set uh, for life. From the stream team. <laughs> set for life. I just made a million dollars. Strictly <laughs> betting on the Bucks to win the jump ball in the NBA Finals. Well, you know, there's yeah. a there's a there's a great video of Cam Stewart out there. Basically, someone recording him throughout the day of the uh, Super Bowl starts off. Oh man, he's <laughs> up there, and then the crash. <laughs> Cam Stewart is taking over this podcast. Oh, it used to yeah. be all about Mo Verde, but it's all <laughs> um, I don't have this in the show notes, but let, let's get it out there for the record. Do you think uh, the Bucks tie this series up tonight, TK? Uh, or is it going back to Milwaukee, um, them down 2-0? I think we get a bounce-back game for the Bucks. They look a lot better. And we go back to Milwaukee 0-2. Oh, Still wow. a Suns okay. win. Okay, okay. Tass, what do you think? I think we got a bounce back game for the Milwaukee Bucks, and we go back to Milwaukee one. Oh, yeah! This this guy's got Bucks and six. He needs a one one, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I need it, man. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get set for life. I put so much money on the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh Jesus, man! That's why. That's why you're having to pull shirts off your uh, Bob. You're, this guy's already got a lot of money on the line. Uh, Lee, who do you got tonight? Let's hope the Bucks win. It would be great for the series if Milwaukee does get the split going back there. So uh, let's hope so. And uh, yeah, let's go to let's go to Milwaukee one one. Let's have some fun. I can't wait for that game three first basket. I'm already thinking about. Oh, it. Wow, he's thinking ahead to uh, Sunday night. Uh, fascinating. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get Directv. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream Directv over the internet now. Oh sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream Directv without a satellite dish. Call one eight hundred Directv. Terms or restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. 
Mm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Uh, all right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, TK, Tweet of the Night, man. What do you got? I hope there were some good tweets last some night. Some solid tweets. I got to preface this Tweet of the Night by letting you guys on a little bit of news that I found out. Tampa Bay Lightning won their second straight Stanley Cup last night. Congratulations yep. to Vincent LeCavalier, Martin St. Louis, and Manon Rayum. Our- <laughs> they don't still play with them, do they? No. They don't? Oh. No, no, those oh. are the only guys, I think. Yeah, right. Manon right. Right. Rayum. Those, yeah. Uh, and yeah. women, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, congrats to them. Back-to-back jacks yeah. for the Lightning. They say Lightning never strikes twice. <laughs> Put it on a headline, Rovell. Are you kidding me? Anyways, our tweet of the night comes from Drew Ham, Jose Calderon's favorite tweeter. Who cares about the tweet? Look at this guy's hat. <laughs> this is people celebrating in the oh streets God. last night. This guy shows up oh. on an NBC <laughs> News <laughs> news channel wearing a hat that just simply says, Show me that butthole. <laughs> Show me that five <laughs> is uh, what it should say for a hockey wow. fan out there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to add, guys. Um, this guy was wearing a pretty funny hat, a, and I saw it when I was uh, looking through some tweets, and it made me laugh. I sent it to JD. He hit me with an LOL. That's all we needed for a tweet of the night. My second part of the tweet, <laughs> uh, yeah. though, I got to ask. Can you name a single player on the 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning? Nikita, there's a Nikita. Ooh, that's a good one. Nikita... <laughs> Cause I, uh, and I only know that because I think he was talking some shit to the Canadians, Uh-oh. like because they like uh, celebrated uh, their game what four victory down three zero. I think I, I don't even know if I have that right. Hey, man. I don't even know if I have his name Look, right. You nailed you nailed his first name immediately. Okay, oh his last. That's name huge to me. No that was like a one timer. Yeah. Another hockey term for yeah. you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? Any other names out there? And I got no. Nikolai Habibulin. <laughs> that's, that's no, no. I, Wait, is he one of their goalies? No, nope, he's old. No, 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 no. The only name I recognized when I was scrolling through on hockey-reference.com. Great name, uh, great American player, Pat Maroon. <laughs> Just a cool name, Pat, Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon. Wow. He's on the yeah, team. Yeah, he's on the team. Well, he's on the oh, roster. He's... I don't know. If he's... <laughs> I don't okay. actually know if he's on the team. <laughs> cool. Big Pat Maroon fan, but uh, I'm also a big fan of that guy's hat. Let's see that hat one last time. One more. <laughs> Just real quick. Let's see this guy's hat. <laughs> Somebody I saw um, tweet about this hat that this guy is Tampa's number one accountant. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I think it was Celebrity Hot Dog. Uh, and show me that butthole. It looks like a marquee, you know, like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Called show me that butthole. Can like a game show. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, or a game yeah, show. That's going to be on. Right, I think you should leave uh, season three, I think. Uh, congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back to back. That's oh, huge. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Didn't know that. So, can they three-peat, you think? How's, is the squad coming back uh, <laughs> yeah i was uh checking out the salaries pages on hockeyhype.com and i yeah. see they uh they got kucherov and maroon are both coming back next season so oh, lightning huge. might strike That's... thrice thrice very put on nice. a headline very rovell nice. let's call it there uh <laughs> and it was some hockey talk uh thank you so much for joining us guys let's hear if you agree or disagree with lily's 
12, I guess is what we got to there before we started doing the, the hoodie I got. Um, 12 automatic additions to what we expect to be the 75 greatest players in NBA history list. Hopefully, again, it comes out uh, in the summer, early next season, or maybe around the All-Star break. We got the 75th anniversary season, so you'd expect we're getting that. But let's hear who you agree or disagree with from his list in the comments below this video. Send in your questions and your comments to nodunksattheathletic.com for our next Beach Steppin' podcast. Get your merch, your No Dunks merch, over at nodunks.com. And yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to break down Game 2 of the NBA Finals in detail, live here on YouTube at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then, of course, a little bit later, as soon as JD can turn it around and get it up in your podcast feeds. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And remember, this is the time of year where we start Googling hockey players. And uh, I think we have to renounce our Canadian citizenship. Steven Stamkos leading the Tampa Bay Lightning. We should know that. Legend. Legend Steven Stamkos. Don't call me Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is he brothers with John? (laughs) Uh, With John Cochran? (laughs) <laughs> what was his? What was John Stam- Stamos's other name in the show? It was Cochran, right? Was it? No, like Katsopoulos. On, on... Katsopoulos. Katsopoulos. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Katsopoulos. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Cochran. I was saying John Cochran. Yeah, John Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwed. Johnny and Jesse. Different show. Pass Different me some show. Oikos. Hey, cut it out. Brace <laughs> the day, people. <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.